Then quickly, I'm going to the message. We don't have much time. And today, um, I want to take us back when we are in uh, Sunday school as a kid. That's what I want to take us back to today. Uh, I remember when I was in Sunday school, in those days, okay, we call it Friday school here for our kids. We call it Friday class here. There are some parables of Jesus Christ in the scripture that our, um, our teachers in those days, they are not uh, willing to tell us those parables because as children, we will ask questions. And I remember some of us, we ask questions because we see something uh, which we thought it shouldn't be. The same question I might be asking you today, that same question. Um, between last year and now, we have talked more, so much about the pandemic. We have speak so much about so many things, so many messages. We have heard about it. We have heard about it. And then, but it's also always good also to refresh our memory about the kingdom of God. We talk about the storm. We talk about how to come out, how, what we are going through. So many messages last week we hear about the builders. So it is always good to remind ourselves about the kingdom of God. So, but let me start with a, a short story that related to a man who died and went to heaven. And when he got get to heaven, he met uh, St. Peter at the gate and asked, he asked St. Peter, what is the qualification to enter, to enter heaven? Then, uh, Peter told him that uh, we have a point system. Before you can enter here, we have a point system. And only those with enough point are allowed to come in. The man asked point. This is not what we have been told. I don't know what you are talking about, the man said, and St. Peter explained. It is simple. We determine how many points you have by the life you have led and spent in the world. We require a hundred points to get in. So that's what St. Peter told the man. The man thought for a, a moment and said, well, let me see. I, I was a faithful member of my church for over 60 years. I serve as a choir member. I serve as a music director, as a deacon. I, also, I was also an elder. I'm a prayer warrior. And I'm also a Sunday school teacher. So how many points do I have? St. Peter told him, very good, very good point. You have one point. And the man said to himself, oh, well, let's see. I was a good husband, a good father. I pay my tithe to the church. I contribute to charity. I do so many things. I help the helpless and the less privileged. I also serve in various committees in the church. Does that count? Does those one count for anything? St. Peter said, indeed, it can't. You get another one point. Then the man thought to himself and said, the only way I think I can get into this place is by the grace of God. Then St. Peter smiled and said, you have 98 points coming. Everything we have is by the grace of God. It is not by your perfection. 
Our God is gracious. Gracious in mercy. It is not that you are too smart that you are alive. It is not that you are too smart, you take care of yourself. That you have not passed through what many have passed through. It is not by that you are too smart, right from the beginning of pandemic, that you are still remain standing. It is by the grace of God. So, grace of God from this, I've just said, carry 98 point. So, it is by his grace. And our God is a gracious God. And grace is a gift that costs everything to the giver and nothing to the receiver. It costs nothing to the receiver. So, the question is that as a worker, in July we are going to meet online, as a worker in this church, have you ever seen where God is working through this online platform we are doing? Have you tried to join him, even though you are a worker? Have you seen anything, any area that needs improvement? Have you seen any area, any area that's supposed to uh, improve? Or something is going down that needs to be lifted up? That is the question I want you to ask yourself. And for those of you that you are not a worker, this is the time for you to know that there is work for you to do. Two, three years ago, we have it as a team in this church. Labor, the laborers, we need laborers to do the work of God. So turn with me to Matthew 20. This parable, my topic today is the, I call it the parable of the workers in the vineyard. The parable of the workers in the vineyard. If you have New King James Version, I think you are going to see something similar to that. Matthew 20, from verse 1 to 16. Please listen carefully. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for a generous a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Verse 3. And he went out about the third hours and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard. Whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hours and did likewise. Verse 6. And about eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle, and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one hires us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, you will receive. So when evening has come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And those who came were hired, and when those, those came who were hired about the eleventh hours, they each received a denarius. Verse 10. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a dinarus. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, the last man 
have worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Do you not agree with me for a dinner rest? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eyes evil because I'm good? So the, la the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are choosing. Now, this is the type of parable that the Friday teachers, they are not willing to tell their poopies. Because if you tell them this, they will ask you questions. They will say, this is unfair. That, that, that is unfair. So, be honest, as you are here now, I'm not saying you should answer me now. After listening to this, what is going up in your mind? about the way the wages have been paid. Do you want to say you are happy? I'm sure you are not happy. Or do you grumble in your heart? I'm sure that might be that. How could that be? So, I'm sure, very sure that uh, you are not happy. But remember, the landowner in this case is Christ himself. That is the controller of the vineyard. The feed of labor is the services that we are rendering to the world through the church. That is the services. So let's go through one by one. The parable begins this way. Say, for the kingdom of God is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire labor. If you follow the story, you will discover that it is the owner, the landowner, who was looking for who to hire. I think somewhere, Amria or whatever they call it, you go there in the morning because some of our subcontractors go there to bring people. You go there, you get people. So this is an example of what we are talking about here. People go out in the morning, they stand there, they are waiting for who to hire them. So who, the landowner in this case also, he went out to check. He's in, that is his habit. He took, the, he, 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 he took proactive measure to go and look, to go and search for workers. That is what he do. He invited them. He invited the first team. Please join me. Go to my vineyard to work. So from the parable, we can say that the landowner is someone of personal influence. He's somebody that is influential. They can trust him. The Bible didn't record that he followed them. He just gave them instruction. Go there. And they went there to do the work. What has God been telling you in your mind to join the workers in the church? He's searching, he's looking for you. For those of you that are looking at me from home, God is speaking to you. But you are thinking, no, we have enough people there. That is what you are thinking. We have enough people. There are work to be done. Find somewhere to join where you see your father is working. And if you look at the story, you will discover that they have agreed a certain amount that they will be paid per day, a dinaros. I, I, I could say that that's a decent wages. I don't know how to compare it to the present situation, but I'm sure that the, there was no argument. There was contract in between them, agreement. They agreed. So, and they went there. But a couple of hours later, the owner of the 
the landowner, he discovered that he needed to get more workers. Then he went out uh, around 9, I will put it this way, around 9 a.m. in the morning to see. And around 12, again, he went out to see. And around 3 o'clock, he went out to hire more people, to bring them in. So he invited them to go to his vineyard and work. And look at what he, he, it was only the first set that he negotiated with. But the other set, he said, I will pay you whatever is right. So they went and joined the, uh, the workers. The same thing repeated, as I said, in around 3 p.m. as well. So the contract is there because all of them agree to work. The first group agreed for a certain amount of a dinarus. Okay, why the other set agree that whatever it is. So they are not really saying, okay, you must pay me this. So the landowner is looking, is moving around, looking for who to hire. He's still moving. He's still moving around, looking for who will work in his vineyard. The vineyard does not necessarily this auditorium. You might be Jesus workers in your office. You might be Jesus worker, the God's worker, outside, anywhere. You don't have to be an usher before you work for God. The intercessory team is there. They are praying day and night. Again, this night they are going to another prayer section just because of you. When you and me are sleeping, they are praying. You can join them in doing that. But from that story also, you will discover that there's another group that the landowner went out later in the evening, in the 11th hour. We all know what 11th hour means. If something is finishing 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock will be in the, the 11th hour. In this case, the end time is 6 p.m. And around the 11th hour, the landowner went out again to look for who is ready to work. And he got them. And he told them the same thing. Go to my farm. Whatever is right, I will pay you. But one thing I see from that group is that they determined. I don't have the privilege of seeing where people are standing. I think somewhere in Gubra also people do stand. I've not had the privilege of seeing them in the evening, whether they are still standing there. But believe me, many might have gone. But those groups, they were still waiting because they believe there is hope. Even at the last minute, at the 11th hour, they believe there is hope. There is hope for you and me if you endure. They endured the sun. They were standing there looking for who to hire them. So there's still hope for you. You can still be hired to work in the vineyard. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So why have you been standing there all day long? That was the question that Jesus Christ asked them. And frankly, they gave a very simple answer. All of them, they said, because no one has hired us. So the landowner said to them, I'm talking about the last group now. You also go and work in my vineyard. Like I said, this is hope. They have not lost hope. They are ready to work. They are not lazy. They are not lazy. Please, let's keep our uh, mask in place. Please, if you drop down, I know it's not uh, so easy. Put it in place. God bless you in Jesus' name. So let's move ahead. Verse 8, now I jump to verse, verse 8. So when evening has come, the owner of the vineyard said to the steward, Call the laborers 
and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. I think there is something the landowner wants to bring out there. He wants those that confess to witness what he's going to do. I will say that. That is why he's starting from the back. Because if they have received what they agree, they will walk away. They will walk away. But in this case, the landowner directed the uh, steward to start from the, from the back. So, the guidelines is what I've just mentioned, and the order which the money will be paid. That is what uh, the land, landowner has told the steward. So, in the, instead of paying those who work the longest day first, he has paid those one that start at 11 hours. And let's look at verse 9. And when those who came higher, I'm reading from verse 9 now. And when those came who were higher about the 11th hour, they each received a dinarus. Verse 10. But when the first came, they supposed that they would, see, they would, they were thinking, they would receive more. And they likewise received each dinarus. You see? Believe me, me and you, we complain to our bosses in the office. So I've been doing so many overtime. Now the time of promotion has come. You are not promoting me. For those of us who cannot uh, stomach it, who cannot keep quiet, we say, what is going on? We will speak. We will talk. These people also protested. Let's see. Verse 11. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner. Maybe they are working in public complaint. They are complaining. And let's see what the landowner told them. Saying, okay, this is their complaint. Saying, verse 12, the last man has worked only one hour. You have made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. That's why I asked that question at the beginning that when you hear this story, do you see anything? Are you happy that they have been treated that way? Or do you complain in your mind? So, in this world, in this world that we are, the world is a merit-based world. If you work for eight hours, maybe in this part of the world, in this uh, Middle East, maybe it's not like that, but in Europe, in America, you work eight hours, you get eight hours. You work one hour, you get one hour. That's how it's done. So that is how the world is, the world is doing it. If you work more than eight hours, you get extra. But not those of you in management level. You work 24 hours, you get your salary. But for the laborers, for the blue-collar blue laborers, they work more hours, they get more money. And I will assume this is the type of the, the level of the workers we are talking here. So you work eight hours, you get eight hours. This is how the world is, is rating their own payment. So. We, from that story, we could see tension, tension in the house, in that room, because they are already complaining. So, they are feeling there are some injustice, which you and me might be having in mind that that is injustice. But in the presence of God, there is no injustice. So, the people complain that they have been working all day long, sweating, that these people just came in and you are giving them. So, they complain. You have made me equal with them. I think there should be a distinction. Am I not equal to them? Am I not better than them? 
And I've done more. These are the kind of complaints that will be working. So, brethren, in this story, it is not like that. You can see the man also reacted and said that, uh, I have contract with you. And that is the fact. He had contract with them. Please, let us put our mask, please. He had contract with them. And that contract is that you work for me, I pay you this much. That is uh, what he has said. Brother, please put your mask on. Sorry. Yeah, God bless you. So they had an agreement that this is how much you are going to, I'm going to pay you. So why are they complaining? There's no injustice. And we can see that even the owner, the owner of the, of the, of the, owner, the landowner, also asked them questions. That, uh, that's verse 13. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, am I, doing you, am I doing you no wrong? Did you not agree with me for a dinarus? There's an agreement. Agreement should be respected. That is exactly what has happened. He said, take what is yours and go away. I wish to give to the last man the same as to you. It's my choice. I want to spend my money that way. That is what the landowner said. Then he asked a question. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? That question is not expecting any answer. It's a rhetoric question. Or is your eyes evil because I'm good? What he's simply saying that are you jealous because I'm good? Then he concluded by saying the last will be first and the, and the first last. So, brethren, I want you to know that the landowner has not done anything wrong. He has acted with integrity and with fairness. That's what he has done. He paid what he agreed with them. The other people, he didn't agree anything. He said, whatever is right, I will pay. And he felt this is what is right. So, in this parable, parable, at the end of the day, each of them receive the promised wages. Those ones, they receive what they have been promised. When you are coming to a man, you have a contract. This is how much you'll be paid in the month. So, if they pay somebody, you come at the same time, you are doing the same work, they pay him more than you. It's a different case. You can't say, no, we arrive at the same day, we boarded the same plane, we did tests and everything at the same time, and we are doing the same work. This is what we call contract. So, that owner of the land has not made any mistake at all. He has done what he has promised to do. Such will be the kingdom of God. Such will be the kingdom of God. Salvation will be extended to everyone. It doesn't matter when you, when you believe, when you accepted Christ. I might be the member of TBLF for more than when it is established. Let me say 40 years. I might be part of Bread of Life. That not make me more member than somebody that is joining today because this is the church of God. It doesn't make me to be more member. We are all member. This is how the kingdom of God will be. Salvation will be extended to the other. And don't be surprised. Those who accepted Christ last may be the one that will be accepted in first. 
We have a good example when Jesus Christ was on the cross. It was at the 11th hour that the thief by the right side received his salvation. He's sitting in the kingdom of God today. But don't do not postpone. Don't wait till the 12 hours because you don't know when the time will come. You don't know when the time will come. Walk and make hail while it is still shining. That is what this parable is telling us that, yes, salvation is everybody. The first will become last. The last will become first. So, God's blessings are not based on merit at all. It is by the grace, like I said from that short story. It's by the grace. It's not based on merit at all. Many of us, we might be doing something we thought is good, but behind, something else might be happening. So, whatever God gives is not pay. Whatever God is giving you is not, it's not that he's paying you. It's a gift. It's not a reward. It's, a, it's the grace that I've given to you. It's the true grace that you have received it. You are born with the same set of people at the same day. Where you are today, some of them are not there. It's by the grace. It's not that you are too smart or too perfect. Somebody who come after you, did the same course with you, graduated after you, is on the top. It's by the grace. It's amazing when you see your junior become boss. You started saying boss, sir, sir, sir. Maybe you find yourself in that position. It's by the grace of God. It is not by your perfection. So in this lesson, what is the, in this parable, what is the lesson? Be thankful for everything. Like the Bible says in everything, give thanks to God. Who knows? Even those workers, if they have received that one denarius and say, landowner, we are very grateful that you fulfill your promise. Maybe they should have received something more. Rather, they started complaining. So don't complain what God has done for you. Don't compare yourself. So the lesson, be thankful. Do everything without complaint. As a Christian, we need not to take the grace of God for granted. We need not to complain about God's blessing. If God bless my brother, I should be happy for him. So in this lesson, be happy for, in this parable I mean, be happy for others. Don't grumble. Don't grumble. You know how to recognize grumblers? It is very easy. They never have enough. Give them more salary. They will still complain. Ask them, brother, what, you are having this much salary. Why are you not buying a car? No, no, no. The interest rate is too high. I'm not going to buy any car. Okay, why not buy a used car? Why should I buy somebody liability? They will still complain. They will stay. Give them tea. If they don't want it, they will, they will still say, okay, the sugar is too much. If the sugar is not too much, the milk is too much. So that is how you know the grumblers. They always give excuse. So don't give excuse. Those are the lessons that you have to take from this, uh, uh, from this parable. And to recognize a grumbler also, um, they never believe that they can succeed. If you see the last set that work in that land owner, in that vineyard, they have strong belief, they had hope that yes, we are going to get someone to hire us. That's why they remain there. 
I'm sure people here also they'll be doing it because they'll be thinking, okay, somebody can hire us to work on a site overnight. But the lesson one will be at home. They will go as quickly as possible. So, be thankful and appreciate whatever God is giving you. Our God is God of mercy. So let us accept the blessing of God as it comes, as you receive it. So the master is coming. He's coming to take us to his vineyard. Be prepared, be ready. He is generous. And we are going to receive his grace in the mighty name of Jesus. So the bottom line is that when there is life, there is hope. Don't think about that time has gone. That you can, or maybe your day is number in no man. You are thinking, okay, I don't need to join the workers' team again. There are work to be done. Join. Take the form. Talk to your own cell leaders. Take the form and join. And be part of the blessing that God is blessing us. Don't delay it at the 11 hour. It might be too late. So, Like I said earlier, just because I've been here for the past almost 14 years now does not make me more member than people that are just joining us. So the last will become first, and the first will become last. That is how the salvation is. Salvation is those that are coming, that are accepting Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, can be considered before you. There's nothing you can do about that. So salvation is open to everybody, irrespective of the time that you accept Jesus Christ. So, brethren, as I close, have it in your mind. The landowner has not messed anything up. There is justification in what he has done. And when the landowner of this world has come, Believe me, brethren, believe me, he's going to do it in his own way, not in our own way. And may God bless his word in Jesus' name.